Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. It is the 27th of April. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney. Hey, I'm here with you. It's Scott Scotty. How was your day? It was pretty good for a Tuesday, I've got to say. Uh, lots going on. Uh, not much of the headline index level, but uh, certainly a lot of news underneath the surface. Yeah, we saw the um, local market closing weaker for the second day running. So ignoring those record heights that we saw on Wall Street, especially when you consider some of the laggards. So this, you know, the buy now, pay later names. Afterpay was down by more than 5%. Zipco, one of the worst performers, off by more than 6%. And we had a late broadcast sell put on Sezzle by Claude Walker from A Rich Life as well. What's going on with that space, you think? Yeah, it wasn't a good uh, good day for the buy now, pay later space. And it is interesting uh, in light of what we saw with Kogan last week and a few other similar names in that growth space. I don't know exactly what's going on. We know that a lot of sentiment has driven the share price rallies over the past year in these names. But the one thing that sort of struck me is that uh, we're going to have really hard comparisons. The, uh, the high, high bar mark when it comes to comparisons has already been seen. So we know that the uh, effect of lockdowns and the like you know, made these spectacular growth numbers you know, being reported over the past little bit. But it's going to get much harder and much more difficult to impress them here. So maybe that's a factor at play. Competition. I mean, plenty more besides. Anyway, Sezzle's finished down by 4.5%. That interview with Claude Walker will be up on the website now if you take a look. And uh, also, uh, we finished the day speaking with a couple of companies, the chair of mydeal.com.au. Look, the final question in that interview was, you're at the coal face. Are you worried about JobKeeper running off the end of, um, you know, all of the fiscal stimulus measures that uh, have been really good for the company in terms of customer acquisition and active customers, which were the metrics that uh, Paul Greenberg wanted to look at, customer count as well. I mean, my deal had a good day today, up 6%, but he said, you know, you, you have to look at the future for some of these retailers with a bit of caution. Absolutely. There's no shortage of competition. That's that's for, for starters. And then, of course, how people are going to go and respond when you get true freedom. So the ability to go and spend your money where you want to, where around the world you want to as well. I think that's a key thing that we all need to consider. So much demand, of course, has been brought forward as well. And we saw yet another day of selling for, uh, for Kogan. Um, Kogan was down a further, I think, close to 2% today. Yep, close to 2%. And JB Hi-Fi as well. 
sold off yet again one and a quarter percent. So I think that retail sales narrative is one to watch. Anecdotally, some have been saying there is some slowing happening out there. Uh, we also spoke with the CEO of iSelect. Again, these interviews are up on the website. Uh, what iSelect was up by about 5%. Uh, but if we look at some of the big market movers today, a lot of it is um, referenced and related to that, that news you were talking about going on under the hood. Uh, one of the best performers today was Bingo. It's actually the best performer up by more than 6% on the 200. After, uh, look, it's going to be taken over by Mira. Mira, that Macquarie infrastructure and real in assets group, $2.3 billion. Yeah, nothing like a bit of a takeover approach and uh, a sweetened offer to go and get the market excited. And uh, no, some really big gains coming through from there. Takeover Tuesday as well for Tapcorp. That's the stock of the day. Let's get that under our belts. Kashi sat down with Mark Moreland from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool to find out what they think about TAH. Really, it's monopoly business effectively in Australia, almost entirely. I think it's every, every state uh, and the Australian lottery. So it's a really nice business to have. It's really reliable, stable cash flow in theory. Um, it can be volatile with the number of jackpots and the, and the winning margins by some of its punters, of course. But I don't hate the business. I don't love it at 30 times earnings, I have to say. And those bidders are clearly seeing some value they think they can create because no one's going to buy it at a full price if there's no upside left. Clearly, they're yeah. finding some value or thinking they are. I wouldn't touch it. I'd be taking the money off the table from the from the bidder, but I made there's something there for someone else. Its its performance has been really, really poor. Uh, the last six years, the average uh, TPS average has been minus sixteen percent a year. Wow. So it's actually it's going down. And you know you don't want to be investing in businesses that are going down unless you, as far as their earnings, unless you have a good, a really good understanding of the business and know why that'll change. Now the suitor who wants to buy it obviously thinks we can run it a lot better. Yep. We'll give it our magic kiss, you know, like the prince kissing the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the frog kissing the prince, turning into princess yeah. <laughs> analogy. And but they may be right and they may be wrong. Right. Uh, I'll be surprised if Tabcor uh, take it or do a deal. Well, so they think the Tabcorp should take the offer. But uh, neither of them will put their money where their mouth is and buy into Tabcorp. So that is, that's not going in the portfolio. Not at this stage, but I uh, know that lottery business always uh, gets a lot of uh, interest as well. So see what happens there. Now, on the flip side, it's worthwhile mentioning that Nickel Mines had a real shocker of a session. It's been a bit of a market darling, but put out its quarterly activities report and saw its share price down more than 12%. It saw a pretty subdued March quarter. Production was down and higher costs as well. Um, yeah, so that's nickel mines. It, it's, it's not really indicative of the broader narrative around some of those commodity plays here locally today, though. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, those higher costs. I, I keep seeing anecdotal evidence that uh, no, we're not just seeing initial effects, but we're seeing effects that are passed on increased prices for customers and the like. So it's really interesting to see what's going on in that space. BHP up 1%, Fortescue 1.4%, iron ore looking still hot, Scotty. Still hot for the time being, just like Chinese steel production, just steel markets in general around the world. So much demand has been brought forward, and China is the biggest steel producer by miles. It's the, uh, it's the biggest. If you combine the rest of the world combined, it still doesn't equate to what China produces in a given year. Uh, but everyone is after that to get their hands on steel at this point in time. Yeah, if you'd like some investable ideas, you can go to the show notes and listen to uh, the thoughts of from Peter Cohen. He's from Leyland Asset Management. So he is 
wanting to cash in on the iron ore trade. He's got some tips for you. Um, Microcaps in focus. Also in the show notes, Mark Tobin, founder of Coffee Microcaps, joined us with his three picks that will benefit from the Australian property cycle, but in very different ways. So that's a tease for you, Scuddy. Yeah. Tease us about the inflation report that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, always a standout on the calendar, but I think it's just lost a bit of its impetus over uh, over the last little bit, primarily thanks to the RBA's focus now on actual economic outcomes rather than model yeah. outcomes, which haven't proven to be the best uh, in recent times, but kind of say it's just the RBA, but a lot of forecasts have struggled. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting. We'll, we'll have a big focus on that. I will be looking out uh, for what's going on, particularly in the housing area. So rent and also the cost to go and build a new dwelling, which are pretty chunky uh, components within that CPI basket. Over time, I suspect that they may go and lead to some upside surprises and may go and filter through to also services inflation as well. So that'll be at 11.30 tomorrow morning. Whether we get the kind of marker reaction that we got previously, though, I think it's probably unlikely. Uh, I suspect that what we're looking at now is this more, uh, more focus on the job market because we know that, that will go and lead to sustainable inflationary pressures if we can get wages going. So we've got weekly payroll jobs and wages in Australia being released uh, tomorrow as well, Wednesday, the 28th of April. I'm going to remember to call my sister. It's her birthday. <laughs> there we go. Okay, try to remind me. Scotty, please. I'm really terrible at that stuff sometimes. I blame it on the time What's difference. What's your sister's name? Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa, if you're listening out there, happy birthday. <laughs> She'll love it. Okay, um, so yeah, patchwork quilt. Uh, the theme didn't change from 10 o'clock when we came in. All full of brim and bluster today, Scuddy. Bit of a fizzle for the local market. We're keeping our eye out for inflation. Look, tonight, there's not a lot on the agenda. We get uh, a bit more detail, perhaps, from the Bank of Canada governor on some of the thinking around the central bank there. Also, I believe it was... Consumer confidence, was it? Yeah, the conference yeah. board uh, reading will be out, which is closely watched, uh, no, particularly around the labor market indicators and that, and also the Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index. So we saw those PMIs from IHS market out earlier in the week, which are red hot. Uh, so we'll see whether that's been influenced by the Fed survey there. But everything at the moment, all attention continues to be on those price pressures, input prices and prices paid. Now, can they go and pass that on to consumers? That will be the key question. And that is what we're looking at in detail. That's what I'm looking at when it comes to US earnings. We've had evidence of uh, price pressures coming through, input pressures and evidence that these companies are comfortable passing those along to consumers as price rises. Yeah, let's be honest. If there's ever going to be a time that it actually has that second round effects and it's passed on successfully, it's here and now. We know that uh, household balance sheets, business balance sheets are stronger right now than at any point we've seen in recent history. If you can't do it now, you'll never be able to do it. So we've got some big tech names reporting tonight. Looking forward to digesting that. Looking forward to see how Tesla reacts in the Tuesday session in New York and also Bitcoin. Uh, you know, we've had a pretty volatile ride for Bitcoin. Um, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm just I'm saying. Right now, he's just he's just grinning. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and smirk. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be up or down, minus <laughs> plus or minus five percent for the session. All right. Well, we'll check in with that uh, prediction tomorrow. Look, we've got a lot of great guests as per usual coming up. Um, We'll be doing a lot of analysis of that inflation read at 11.30, so put that in your diary. Joining us is Bezadetta from St. George, Chief Economist there, Matthew Peter from QIC as well. 
Uh, as far as the CEO, we'll be speaking to Chris Hulls from Life360 at 1.10 p.m. We'll be speaking with uh, Jeremy Hook at 4 p.m. to round out the day. Really um, insightful comments often coming from Jeremy on you know where he sees sentiment going forward. He usually gives us a couple of picks if yeah. we're kind. I wonder if he's going to come into the studio whether he's going to be doing it from the, uh, the beautiful northern beaches. Dilapidated tomorrow. northern beaches? Yeah, that's, something a, like that's that, how yeah. Christian producer goes, of course, <laughs> the dilapidated northern beaches. So well, that's I'm going to go ahead. His, the- his views, and you live there, so that's... Yeah. Heading up the dilapidated coast right now. Kidding, of course. Land of milk and honey. All right, Scuddy, you're, you're, you're all dressed for action, ready to get out of here on this Tuesday afternoon. I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'm looking forward to it. See you then.